Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Working for a Living Blog Talk Radio Show, where we present opinions that matter. At least we think so. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown and Terry Crowell Norris, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Uh, we have a couple of announcements. Uh, we've been saying these a uh, couple of these the last couple of weeks, uh, but just uh, go over these. First one, again, is please remember to decline to sign any petition that you're presented regarding prevailing wage in Michigan. Uh, that's a very important uh, issue that they're trying to maintain wage levels uh, for union and non-union people here in Michigan, if you are presented with a petition, signature position, petition here in Michigan, please do decline to sign that. That's what we're being asked to uh, help the uh, building trades with. So thank you for your support in that. Uh, uh, second one is our brothers and sisters at Verizon are still on strike. Uh, they have a website now where you can donate money to try and help them. Please look that up on the internet. We'll have it available on the uh, page, or it is on the page already. I apologize for that. Uh, it is on the page already, and you can uh, uh, join our Facebook page, Working for a Living, anytime, and we'll approve uh, you for a membership. Uh, okay, uh, the last uh, announcement we have our uh, UAW Local 9, the Honeywell uh, workers uh, at the South Bend plant in Indiana have been locked out effective Monday, May 9, and I believe that's still going on. And we haven't heard of a way just yet to help them, but that will be coming forthright, we believe. Uh, they'll get some information out on how to help them as well. Again, the Verizon workers have a site that is on our Facebook page, and you can find that there. Uh, the emails, on the emails here, we have a couple. It says, thank you, Terry, for your wonderful report on OSHA, Required bathroom breaks. That's from Amanda. She didn't say where she's from. And the second one is, uh, please let me know when you find out any more about either of the ongoing trade deals. I'm assuming it means the trade agreements, TPP and Transnational. Uh, that's from Sam G. Again, we don't know where Sam's from. But uh, we appreciate uh, those folks for giving us those questions and input. And uh, we'll let you know. We'll keep you appraised when we find out more on these trade deals. Uh, and that was a nice report that Terry had last time, last show, about OSHA and the required bathroom breaks. And she actually provided the, the uh, uh, case law or the statutory law for that on our, our page. Again, you can join our page, uh, Working for a Living. That uh, has neither one of those words, working or living, have a G in them. And the number uh, four is a, is a number, so that you get it working for a living, just like this radio show. Same, everything's branded here. We have that Facebook page, this radio show, and the uh, uh, website. Okay, 
Uh, brought uh, Jeff Brown, got co-host Jeff Brown on now, and uh, we're going to say hi, Jeff, and bring you on here. Uh, how's your day going, Jeff? Um, pretty good, Leroy. How's your day? Pretty good. I'll tell you, it's a beautiful day here in Michigan. We've got a lot of sun. Uh, in Michigan, it's been a absolutely gorgeous, mid-70s, and just a, a perfect day for barbecuing, picnicking, people out, some of them actually out in their boats. The uh, politicians yeah. are out walking the, the, the neighborhoods because they're all looking for votes. So it's uh, it's just a nice day to see a lot of this good activity going on. So yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of motorcycles on the road yesterday. Um, was there? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, motorcycle of, time, and we've got to watch out for yeah. them. We don't want anybody to hit anybody or get hit either one. Uh, so different keep, keep unions are having uh, uh, different yeah. unions are having. Uh, Blessing of the bikes recently. Um, I know my local had it yesterday, and um, 387 had it last weekend. So, oh, good. the bikes yeah. are out, the kids are out playing ball, everything is good. Right. And soon the kids will be out of school. So, everybody watch out for the, the kids as they're, you know, playing ball in the street or running around, you know, trying to keep them as safe as we can. So, we. we uh, we're union-based, but we're family-based as well. So this is uh, something that we, we want to remind everybody that the schools will be out soon, and they won't be in the buses or walking home from school or to school. They'll be playing around in the neighborhood and on the streets. So just keep an eye out for them. So uh, we are about our communities as well. I know Jeff is too. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, Jeff, uh I think you were going to cover something, a couple things maybe. Uh, uh, certainly that uh, uh, issue that you were talking about is kind of near and dear to you and me as well. You know, this uh, in a nonpartisan way affects a lot of us here. And uh, it's it's uh, about elections. Uh, and uh, we're going to, a little bit later, we're going to talk about a couple of the different appeals and where they're at. Uh, we're going to bring you up to date on that as our feature. But uh, Jeff and I have some things in the news uh, that we're going to discuss with you, and I think Jeff has the first one, and, and I'll have some comments on it as well. And that's uh, I uh, go ahead, Jeff. You want to bring us up to speed on on that? What you want to talk about? Yeah, I just want you know this being an election year, um, and all the controversy surrounding the election frauds in some of these state primaries. Um, People should be aware of what's going on and, and learn. Of course, this is the first presidential election that's had uh, uh, voter fraud cases, but this one is getting really nasty in some states. Uh, I do remember reading a quote from uh, FDR. Um, he was quoted as saying, presidents aren't elected, they are selected. I think he was referring to the um, Bindenberg Club, if you know what that is. Um, but it's kind of hard to discuss because some people may want to take this that we're supporting one candidate or another or one party over another, which we're not. Um, we just want people to understand that any election could be um, changed 
a lot of voter fraud, even down to your school bonds election or anything like that. Um, there has been videos that I have seen on the Internet. Of course, we're not supposed to believe everything we see on the Internet or everything we read, but there was a video a few months ago of a man testifying in court who worked for a voting machine manufacturing. And he admitted that there there's a way to rig those machines that if you vote one way, that your tally would show the opposite way. Um, we all know that the ruling class or the 1% controls everything, especially in this country. And then it even gets down to the union elections. Um, there was a movie out in the late 70s true story concerning the coal miners union. Charles Bronson is in this movie and the name of the movie is Act of Vengeance. He he worked for as a lobbyist for the coal miners in D.C. And he decided to run against the incumbent mining union president and it was found out that all of his his votes weren't counted they um, he actually won the election and he was going to appeal it um, the incumbent president had this guy murdered um, him and his whole family in their home if you want to check it out some pretty scary stuff. This happened back in the late 70s, but there are some things going on today. Maybe not as violent, but votes are being rigged. Uh, elections are being rigged. Case in point is the 2015 UAW Ford contract at 600, which is being challenged by a uh, UAW member there. Um, the day before the, the, the contract vote, the UAW Vice President, Jimmy Settles, had an uh, interview. went on TV and said he needed 500 votes to win to get the contract passed. Well, Dearborn had their, their vote, and there was some... Uh, wrongdoings, if we want to call it that. It appears to be wrongdoings. Um, they also voted on their local contract at the same day. And it just happened that the national contract vote had 500 more votes versus the local contract. I find it hard to believe that this is all true, and we do believe it is, because we have a very good source. Um, that if people voted for the national contract, they would also vote for the local contract at the same time. Um, it is being appealed to the international. Um, it's just ugly. It puts the union in a bad light, which 
you know, we, we've been, I've been criticizing the international for a few years now on some of this uh, crazy things they've been doing, not doing their job, violating our national agreements, violating the UAW Constitution. And we just want people to understand that any election, whether it be your property taxes, your city council, um, your senators, definitely your president, uh, can be um, changed. Case in point, 1960 presidential election, Kennedy versus Nixon. And then we have, as everybody knows, the 2000 presidential election, Gore versus Bush, 2004, Bush versus Kerry. My personal opinion, and I'm not trying to force this on anybody, is that we need to get rid of electoral college and the superdelegates and the delegates. Otherwise, this is not a uh, democracy for the people because only certain people can elect these uh, presidents at conventions. And our Constitution starts off as we the people. And we the people are not being heard. Um, So just give it a a thing, a thought over, think about it for a while. What I'm trying to say is... um, I'm really trying hard not to persuade anybody which candidate, which party here, but just pay attention. It does happen. It happens at all right. levels. So, right. Um, right. Right. There was yeah. time when we needed the um, Victoria College, but now we have news coverage 24-7, almost on every TV network, news network. And I think the results can be communicated right away. They have been doing a lot of, uh, you know, as they have been on re- recent elections, they predict who wins, who loses. Um, so just give it a thought, people. Um, main thing, get out there and vote. Vote your conscience. Vote, you know, keep in mind that, you know, who runs the country for the next four years is going to definitely have some changes the way things are going now. But please think it over and um, just remember that we we try to warn everybody um, that votes, elections can be overturned or result in a different way as they actually are. Um, So... Uh, I have, you're right. Okay, okay. Jeff, let me make a couple of comments on that. Uh, You you know, we we are in the midst of having an appeal with the uh, uh, one of the locals on the uh, uh, ratification vote. I would point out that the National Labor, I'm sorry, the Public Review Board, the UAW Public Review Board. That's our highest. authority other than the Constitutional Convention, Uh, but it's our highest authority in the appeal process uh, that's typically 
uh, heard uh, th that has an independent outside body. And then the next one can take a prong either to the uh, Constitution Convention or the uh, uh, outside court structure. But um, the Public Review Board on at least four occasions, I actually counted six, but four very definitive, has said there are, this is their, one of their decisions, well, four of their decisions, that there are no procedures for the conduct of a ratification vote. I quote, there are no procedures for the conduct of a ratification vote, end quote, at least four times. One time they suggested that they address it, and another time they went further and said that they haven't addressed it after they'd been told no less than three previous times. So uh, here we are with a challenge to this ratification vote by a member, and he's had a lot of obstruction thrown in his way. It's a, it's a brother. Uh, and we really do appreciate everything he's gone through and what he's doing. So, uh, is, uh, and we'll get into that. We'll update a little bit. But uh, uh, when you have no procedures for conduct, it leaves open the possibilities for all manner of things to be done, good and bad. Now, we're not judging anybody right now, but others will. Uh, and uh, this is just another example of the potential and alleged abuse of the election process. Well, kind of what Jeff's talking about here is, you know, election fraud. Uh, and, and we just had another example of this last weekend one of the national parties had a convention. None of, the, none of the mainstream media covered this. None of them. And there are some videos. You know, that's the advantage that we have today over what Jeff was talking about when we needed an electoral college because there were no checks and balances. But we actually have alternative media now. This is one of them. This radio show is one of them. We bring you things you're not going to hear on mainstream media. And if you like this, what we're, what we're telling you from time to time, what we're reporting for you, you know, tell one person about us, okay? But having said that, let's get back to what happened last weekend. This was in Nevada. I'm not going to be partisan about it, but this is an example of what's going on in our country. As it turns out, they had a convention to decide who the candidate was going to be. And I watched the, the vote. And the vote, they called for yeas for one, and then they called yeas for the other one. And there was a lot of noise in both instances. I couldn't tell a distinction between them from wherever this person was at. It seemed like a lot of yelling both sides. And the chair of the meeting said that the opinion of the chair is unchallengeable and called for one candidate to have won that election. Well, as it turns out, 
Robert's Rules of Order, which most of these parties go by, they don't go by Mason's uh, Rules of Order, which is another rule, more uh, also popular. Robert's Rules of Order is very popular. And uh, that makes the, uh, the provision for having what's called a division of the house. If you didn't think from the floor that there was a clear distinction and you really think the chair aired, you can yell from the floor, point of order, division of the house. And they are required to make everybody who voted for one stand on one side of the room and who voted for the other stand on the opposite side of the room. They have to look at one another and then somebody goes along and counts noses. And that did not happen at this convention. Now, if you know most or both of the the major parties, at least when they when they go to vote, they actually call for the each uh, uh, geographic district. In the case of a national party, it's a state state. In the case of a state party convention, it could just simply be the counties. You know, there's 50 states and. I know here in Michigan, there's 83 counties. So when you have, you know, 83 that you got to uh, go ahead and count, then so be it. You know, you just count those, ask them for how many they voted, each one individually. This idea that they just have a mass, you know, I'm going to scream out who's this and who's that, that's a flawed uh, method anyhow and just rife or just what happened, apparent voter fraud. Because it was so close, nobody could tell. And the chair should have said that. I really couldn't make a distinction. I would ask for a motion for a division of the House to count names or a roll call vote so that you could actually find out who, in fact, won. This is just another type of what Jeff's reporting on here, of voter fraud. Okay, and there's more sophisticated ones and voter suppression. We didn't talk about that tonight, but, you know, if you put a whole lot of folks in jail and then let them out and say, oh, anybody that's been in jail can't vote, you just suppressed their vote, didn't you? There's eight states in the southeast part of this nation that have done just exactly that. And the people that put in jail to get their criminal record by and large, we're Democrats. So, if you're wondering why a particular state votes its certain way, that's why. We're not partisan here. We're just telling you the facts. So, having said that, uh, this voter issue is a big deal. If and when you see it, you, the listeners, need to stand up to it and call it to somebody's attention. Typically, you're not allowed to campaign within 100 feet of a voter poll. Typically, you're not allowed to wear any materials on your person or wear a T-shirt that touts a a candidate while you're within that 100-foot radius of the voting poll or in the building where they're voting. So those are just some little things that you can look for as you're going and voting. Uh, you know, I've seen some pretty 
pretty big battles over that 100-foot line, believe me. We had the state police in one of the campaigns I chaired once come and put a chalk line down on the ground. So we've seen some of this, and it all lends to the voter fraud, what's uh, the issue that uh, Jeff is talking about here, and it's a very important issue. Uh, so having said that, um, I've, I've got a little uh, issue here with the uh, a news item that came out this week on uh, 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 the, uh, the, the media here, and we had uh, Automotive News in the name of a reporter by the name of John Irwin uh, blasted the UAW chief for the Detroit Three ships and output to Mexico. He basically called this guy, uh, Dennis Williams, our president of the UAW, uh, somebody that's disingenuous and didn't uh, really know what he negotiated uh, in the, the national agreements. Uh, you know, these, uh, Chrysler and Ford have both, both announced that they're going to take work to Mexico. It was in the Ford Agreement that he just negotiated that they would consider more work going to Mexico. That's my recollection. Yes. So That's correct. we covered, yeah, uh, that was covered on another show that I was on uh, in in detail. Uh, we covered the exact language, and we told everybody that this is a bad agreement. This is something you don't want to vote for. And uh, I believe Jeff was part of that. Uh, conversation at one point, so I'm glad that you affirm that that's the case. Yeah, uh, this is somebody that didn't even know what he what he negotiated or what his team had negotiated, and now here he's crying to everybody, saying this work's going out of the country. It's in black letter print that you agreed that they could do that, Mr. Dennis Williams, president of the United Auto Workers. You should have read it. Some of us read all three of the contracts, over 5,000 pages we parsed. So we can't remember each and every word in 5,000 agreements or 5,000 pages of agreements, but we did cover them at some uh, length. Uh, And that's not the only thing that was bad in these agreements. But for you to now be crying like a little girl about people doing what you negotiated for them to do is quite disingenuous. I mean, uh, it's uh, just just an absolute shame that you're leading this, uh, well, uh, that you're the head of this uh, union at this time. Uh, The article's available. There's been several. This one came out again this week. Uh, So it's just, (laughs) just, sad that we have somebody that's there doing doing this to the workers of this great union. It's just a sad state of affairs. It's uh, definitely not my said, grandfather's union. Not, not my dad's. My dad was a, uh, a brakeman and president of his rail union for 20 years. Uh, and it's not his union either, Jeff. Uh, it's a different different uh, uh, union, but uh, still the same principles held then. Uh, so we that that uh, the, the old UAW had. So um, another issue that that I had out there uh, that I wanted to report on is uh, 
uh, IG Mattel is uh, doing a real good job over there, seems to be doing a pretty good job over there in Germany uh, for their Volkswagen people there. Now, uh, there's an article uh, just a couple days ago on the 20th uh, that came out, so it's late uh, in the week, that said that the uh, Volkswagen has agreed to pay uh, uh, an increase to the German workers uh, in the Western German factories, including the main planet, Wolfsburg, Germany, uh, a, over the next two years, a 4.8% increase over the next two years. Now, uh, evidently the union had asked for five, but they got 4.8. That's not so bad. The first one takes effect, 2.8%. The, the biggest part is going to be early. Uh, on September 1st, 2016, and the second 2% will be on August 1st of 2017, next year. Uh, this is folded into their base pay. So this, you know, this is uh, a nice thing for them. Uh, it's not something that's going to be uh, just a, a little bonus for you of a couple hundred dollars or a couple hundred euros in this case, uh, but it's an actual percent into your pay. That's the best way to get a pay raise because the next time you get a pay raise, it compounds on the previous amount that was increased. And uh, actually, the way this second half goes, it's not going to just be a 2% because it's compounding on the 2.8 from previous. So it's going to be closer to 2.2 or 2.3%. They probably got their five the way they broke it down here, uh, quite, quite frankly. Uh, and that's a nice thing. Uh, they also got a 200-euro contribution to their pension in addition to whatever else they get to their pension. And they got a profit-sharing bonus of 3,950 euros. Uh, these are roughly about the same as a dollar these days. So it's around $4,000, roughly. Uh, so uh, that's kind of a nice thing that these German workers got. Uh, the one thing that they didn't cover in this article is how much their base pay was to start. Okay, and the last I knew, because they negotiate auto workers wall to wall from the uh, coast, from their border to border, I should say, all across uh, Europe for this company, they get the same amount. Okay, and as previously reported in today's in into dollars it was $64.13. That's what they were making because they have national health care. They don't have to take out their health care. $64.13. And they just got a 2.8 and a 2% increase on that, so almost 5% when you run it all out here with, with the way they uh, put the 2.8 in and then compounded that with another 2. So real close to the 5% they were asking for. Uh, in the end. And of course, they got a pretty nice profit sharing around 4,000 euros, 39.50, and 200 into the pension. So that's not too bad. Uh, you know, we'll give, you know, IG Mattel pretty good marks for getting their wages uh, pretty much in line, uh, you know, with some nice increases there. And they've already got their wages pretty high, and they get that wall to wall. Temporaries don't get quite that much. And there are a number of temporaries in these uh, agreements that they have, these, these works councils that they have over there. 
in Germany. But their their primary workers are going to get, and the, the temporaries get the same increase. But uh, the primary workers were paid very well, very very well. So uh, we'll give kudos to IG Mattel for that over there in Germany. Uh, wish they'd stay in Germany. So that's what my opinion on IG Mattel is. Uh, we have UAW here, and we don't need IG Mattel here with us. My opinion. Uh, factors some. Uh, we won't get into that. There's some, there's some things they shouldn't be doing, but that's just the UAW Constitution. If you look at it real hard, read all of it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But for now, we're just kind of keeping that one under wraps, and we'll get to it when it comes time, believe me. Uh, having said that, uh, uh, that's about what we have over there in, in Germany. Uh, you got anything to, to mention on, on comment on either one of those, Jeff? Uh, further than what uh, you did on the Dennis Williams thing or, or the IG Mattel German workers over there, uh, their wage increase? Well, I, I, Dennis Williams is a damn fool. Um, he has shown a history of saying one thing one day and the total opposite somewhere down the road. For an example, when he took office as president, of the UAW at the UAW convention, he stated that we have too many damn tears. We do. We don't want them. Nobody wants the tears. Um, and then we go to the bargaining convention for the contracts last year, and people wanted to, they stood up the microphone and said, we want to end the tears. Uh, just somebody videotaped this little portion of the convention and it was brought up by somebody who I know, we both know, um, to end the tears. And Williams was at the mic chairing a meeting. He says, we can't end the tears. We already have signs made up, made up to bridge the gap. So we still have tears. Um, we still don't like it. So that's one example of how Mr. Williams runs his personal life or public life, and it's wrong. Don't say one thing one day and say the next down the road. Um, he's done this a few times now. He should know, like you said, Anyway, you should know what was negotiated in those contracts. Ford definitely said they're going to move all car production into Mexico. For an example, um, the very popular Ford Focus made out here, was made out here in the Wayne, uh, Michigan Assembly. Um, it's going to Mexico. Okay. And right, brothers and sisters, and that's in black letter print in the agreement. That's in black letter print yes. in that agreement. And now they're crying about it, okay? Yeah. When you sign your name to something and you agree to it, you shouldn't be whining too much about it. And we told them, told everybody on another show we, that we were, you know, not co-hosts on, uh, we uh, didn't think this was a good agreement, okay? And a lot of people listened, but somehow it got passed, Uh 
But uh, that's under appeal still. So we're going to we're going to see how that one goes. But you're right, Jeff. I mean, uh, this this whole thing with no more turn. Yeah, we got enough tears. Well, we had two going into this agreement, arguably three with the temporaries. Now we got five. We got five. Yeah. We got more tears than than we got enough tears at two. <laughs> I, I tell you, I just, I, I you know, I just mm-hmm. got to shake my head at this guy, and just, I mean, how do you get to the position you're in when you are that uh, ignorant of what you negotiated? I mean, are you just going up and just, you know, delusional self-entitlement that I'm this and I'm that and I, I deserve this and not have to do your job? We're doing the job for you right now. You did a bad job. And, uh, you know, just said it best. He's a, he's a fool. You know, he's just a fool. Uh, that's, uh, anything on the uh, uh, Volkswagen stuff, Jeff? Um. I know they're still having some some big heated discussion about negotiations. Volkswagen now has changed their tune, doesn't want the union after the first couple of months when the team was they were open to having a union. Oh yeah, yeah. Here here um, in the United States. Yeah, what, what do you think yeah. about over Germany? We'll get into that in a second, though. We'll talk some more about that. Sure. I, I don't know uh, much about Germany. Um, okay. I know they, they have better benefits. Yeah, they they have better benefits than the American workers. Um, the unions are a lot stronger over there, and that's a good thing for the workers there in Germany. Um, it just I wish that our our membership would uh, organize and, and be a solidarity and solidarity as a, for you, our German workers. So mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot well, about the German. Yeah, well, let me just say this about that. Over in Germany, at the high level, they have works, several works councils, and then they have the national uh, uh, council uh, in addition to the, the uh, Volkswagen councils. But uh, on the national one, they have uh, obviously your legislatures, legislators, uh, and then you have uh, over there you have people from labor on that. You have people from management on that that uh, board, and this is like maybe like the Department of Labor here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and then you have community members that have presented themselves to be appointed to this board, just outright community members. So this isn't just the legislature making this decision. This isn't just the uh, labor, or it isn't just management. And the community has a voice in this because as we've seen in a lot of our communities, when these plants go away and these jobs go away, these communities are left with all these bills and trying to run themselves, and they don't have the money to do it. Now, let me back up a little bit. In 1996, a while ago, I was political coordinator for Region 1C. And as it turns out, we had a governor here, John Engler, 
who had called for some reason to have uh, the Secretary of Labor from the country of Germany come to Michigan and meet with him. And that man came to meet. The interesting thing that he did, he demanded to meet with the UAW when he was here. Well, the call came into our regional office, which is in Lansing, the same capital where he was meeting the same city, the capital of Michigan, Lansing. A lot of people think it's Detroit, but it's Lansing. <laughs> and uh, and he came in, and uh, the call came in to us, and they asked me to handle that. Now, some of you may or may not know, I speak pretty good German. And so I, I actually called over to Germany to find out more about this man, found out everything I could find out about him, uh, so that when we hosted him at our region, sub-regional office, that we could do a real good job uh, and make him feel at home and get him uh, everything that he needed and inform him of everything that he wanted to know about. Uh, but he, he went and met with the governor first and all of his people, and then here he showed up promptly, I believe, at 1 o'clock right after lunch. And uh, he came in, and he, uh, we took him back into the big meeting room, and we had a little round table, and we, we greeted him in German. I did, in his own dialect, Bavarian. He's from Bavaria. And it was really nice. And not only did uh, he ask us questions, but he told us about their structure. And that's how I know about their structure. I heard it from the Secretary of Labor, the German Secretary of Labor, directly to my face at a meeting in the UAW sub-regional office, 1C at the time, now 1D, in Lansing on River Street. So we know a little bit about how this works over there, uh, and uh, that that's a, a nice thing that they got. Now, believe me, you're going to hear me report that there's like uh, 2,000 articles of, of complaints about how their structure works. So it's not the best structure, but they strive, at least from his level, he was a good man, and he strives to have fair balance for the workers. Uh, and I was happy, to, ple pleased to meet him and happy to see that that was his opinion. And it speaks volumes to him that he, didn't just go to the aristocracy over there at the governor's mansion, but he came over to our modest office and met with the UAW. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, having said that, um, uh, Jeff, you're right. Uh, down there in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, Volkswagen sort of backed off. Of this. They wanted the union in there, and now they're backing off. They, they really challenged these uh, skilled trades workers from getting in there, uh, and they're now certified, and they have to deal with them. They have to negotiate with them. They're getting a contract together. I don't think they have a contract yet. They got certified right after the first of the year. But Volkswagen's mm -hmm. uh, now uh, fighting that tooth and nail, just like you just said. Um, so uh, I'm not, you got any more update on that than down there? Because I don't no. have a, a real update any, you know, from – from Chattanooga other than the last uh, media that I think we reported on here a while ago. That was no, an actual article from December. Yeah. Okay, all right then. Um, 
we got uh, that, that took us through some news items and some history that uh, you're getting. Uh, you know, we we come to this, Jeff and I, and the other co-hosts. By the way, uh, I want to shout out to our other co-host uh, who's asked for some time off of the show, uh, uh, Roberta, and uh, talked to Roberta today. She's doing okay. Uh, there's no physical uh, issues with her or anything like that. She's just got some business that she's having to take care of and asked for some time off the show. I think she'll be back soon according to what she said to me today. So everybody should know that. Uh, and uh, uh, Terry, I think... Uh, just simply didn't get enough sleep because <laughs> she works midnights, and I think she just didn't get enough sleep. Not this, these aren't these aren't paid jobs. We're all volunteers here, believe me. Uh, so uh, Terry, uh, hope you're resting, and uh, and uh, you know, shout out to you. So we did cover again. We covered the things on the news, uh, and if you're wondering where a couple of our people are, uh, uh, that's kind of what's going on. And uh, our other support person, uh, David, is uh, uh, in the background uh, as well tonight. So we appreciate him there having our back and posting things. Uh, before we get into the feature tonight, I'd also like to say that we've got a message uh, on the uh, page from uh, a brother that just said, I'm listening tonight. And uh, we weren't going to call you out, but you know who you are, and thank you for uh, – giving us that heads up that you're listening tonight, and uh, we appreciate it there. We'll call you BS, and you know who you are then. <laughs> so, uh, nice to hear, hear from you during the show. Uh, it's uh, really good. And as always, if you if you enjoy this, uh, tell just one other person, and we'll, we'll have a lot of good stuff for you. And, uh, so. uh, as you know, I usually start the, uh, uh, the uh, feature part of the show, and we're got about 15 minutes we'll keep it at an hour because it's a beautiful day out there and a lot of you want a barbecue or even the rest of the week looks good if you uh, happen to listen to this during the, during the week and you're in the midst of a barbecue you don't want it to go long on you so uh, but I usually uh, let everybody know my one of my favorite quotes it's by Aristotle a problem defined is a problem half solved and we try to do that here each week to find a problem define a problem and uh, then point out the deficiency of uh, who hasn't dealt with that properly or even defined it. Uh, having said that, our, our uh, feature tonight is about the appeals, the ongoing appeals in the UAW system that we're aware of. Uh, so uh, uh, that we're aware of. Uh, Jeff, you want to take that for a minute? I got something to check here real quick, if you don't mind. Um, I'll be right back with you. Uh, you want to start the, uh, uh, I think you said a little bit about uh, brother from 600, and then there's a brother from 598 without calling them out by name. If you want to talk about that just a little bit, uh, start off with the uh, local 600 one, uh, and I'll uh, I'll check something here and be right back with you. How's that? Okay. Um, what happened at local 600, as I said before, there seemed to be uh imbalance of votes versus the local contract and the international contract. The brother um, who was appealing this, in his um, appeal, says that there was no numbers on the ballots, which is highly unusual. They had union reps walking around the shop floor 
uh, collecting the ballots from people on the line, which is unusual. Um, they ask for no ID, as most locals do. We do that at my plant. Uh, we got to show a driver's license or your plant ID to vote. Um, and the, the appeal to, to the international first, the international told them to go back and, and appeal it through the proper channels at the local level. Seeing that um, his appeal was basically denied by the local, if my memory is correct, um, but he's still pushing it up the ladder and he's got a good case. He's got a real good case. I know the man very well. We've known each other for a very long time. Um, it's just, you had voter intimidation at this local during the day of the vote. You had international reps in there threatening people that if they voted against it, they would lose their job. That is against our Constitution as well. Um, it's been on Channel 4 News. They're, they're covering the story a little bit here in Detroit. Um, as far, the appeals process, as far as I know, doesn't get enough attention on the floor. Um, people don't know about it. It's because they're not educated. They need to educate themselves on everything the UAW does. The Constitution and the whole works. Um, so you're basically protesting the actions of the union to the union. So your first thought is right off the bat, because like, you can't write a grievance against the union, all right? going to be denied, and then I'm going to have to go through um, the federal level. So I, I don't really know a whole lot about myself, but this gentleman has a damn good case, and we are supporting him. Yeah, um, yeah we are. Uh, and, in fact, uh, Jeff, uh, he's on the line right now. Uh, we can call him on, okay. and he, he's got a couple minutes. How's that? Here, get him on. Okay, um, Brother Peterson. Brother. How's you doing? Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. And hey, how you doing, bro? Leroy. Yeah. Is, is, is Terry there as well? Not no, tonight, not. but uh, we, we do have another caller. We'll try and get on here in just a second. Uh, got a couple comments to make, but uh, go ahead, Art. Uh, uh, we know your feels. uh, uh uh, having a hearing this week. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about that in your words? <clears throat> well, Tuesday at 9 a.m. at uh, the local 600 office, I will be sitting down with a, in, in a hearing on the, uh, I believe, what is my ethical practices appeal on the on the ratification vote. Um, you know, I, I tried to I tried to um, file earlier this month on a second appeal, and, and I was told at the local 
general council meeting that I was out of order. So they 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 wouldn't even hear my second appeal. Said it was a is a, a request for information, and and then then after the meeting they said I was asking for information that didn't exist, and I told them that was the point of my appeal. <laughs> um, they 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 essentially they admitted that, that that they had no approved alternate procedure. Um, nothing under in writing. Article 50, right? Nothing, that, yes, that's, that's approved under Article 50 of the UAW Constitution, right? Right. That's that's correct. And and, and in fact, they they wanted to they wanted to claim that the second appeal had nothing to do with Article 50 because Article 50 dealt with strikes, and uh, that's not all Article 50 deals with. Although strikes is part of that part of that uh, section of the Constitution, it also deals with uh, alternate ratification procedures approval and, agreements uh, is the language yes, yeah right yes. okay yeah so, i just covered that you know, I'm, I'm, on, uh, over the last couple I, days i am looking i am looking forward to the tuesday morning hearing um i i believe there's a another actually another appeal as well that's that's uh up for a hearing at 11 a.m. which goes hand in hand with mine and in fact i believe the the uh, author of that appeal is going to be a, one of my witnesses at 9 a.m. So, anyways, I, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, if nothing else, it'll it'll get moved up to the next step. Um, the public review board at this point is supposed to be um, kept being kept up on everything, anyways, because of, of it being an ethical practices appeal. So, that's where right. we're at. Okay, Art. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, you know we. Obviously, wish you well in your your uh, hearing on on Tuesday. Likely, that's not going to be decided in your favor. This is at the international executive board level. For those brothers and sisters wondering what level it's at, he's already had his uh, local hearing. Uh, well, it wasn't a hearing; it was just brought up at a meeting, and uh, he wasn't allowed to speak virtually. Not allowed to speak at it. Uh, and then he's had a lot of obstructionism at the local union level. And now it's at the international level, and the third one is the public review board, and uh, he's at the second one right now. Uh, so, Art, very good luck with it. I know you're going to have some support from the west side of the state too, without getting into that any further. But uh, uh, you're going to have the, uh, you're not going to be alone at this. Yeah. The interesting thing on this, uh, in regards to the public review board, is that they're actually supposed to be kept hand in hand with the, the international executive board at this level because of it being an ethical practices uh, appeal. It, it, right. it actually is, it, it kind of steps it up all at once instead of, instead of dragging out even longer. And hopefully that, that, that'll be the case. I don't expect it to be overturned at the international executive board level because they've got so much to, to, to banking on, on that ratification, but Anyways, we, we are hopeful. I, I, I've got a few people that have uh, stepped up and said they, they, they'd uh, bear, they, they'd, they'd uh, be witnesses for my appeal and in support of it, and so I'm hopeful Good. it'll all turn out well. Right. And just by way of update for you and for everybody listening, uh, should this be appealed, and probably by either side, to the Public Review Board, uh, if it, no matter, I expect either way, 
uh, this is going to go to the public review board, uh, then uh, once you submit your, uh, once you get the answer from this and you submit the appeal to the PRB, uh, then they'll send you back a notice. And from the time you sign that notice, you have 15 days to get your answer in or anybody else that has an interest in it to support you has 15 days from that. So uh, we'll let the, the general uh, public listening uh, and the members in the UAW listening that might have an interest in this know so that they can send in their support letters on your appeal. And please keep us posted when that notice comes to you and you sign for it, because when you sign for it, that starts the clock ticking, and we'll have at least two shows, maybe three, uh, to be able to say that for you, Art. Uh, so just, just know that. Uh, so for we'll, those we'll of do. you, also, uh, we're going a little bit long tonight, I think, because we do have another caller that's wanting to come in, and we're going to get that person on. We typically uh, and don't go long very often, but we, and so, but we're going to uh, do that tonight uh, because we've got some other callers that have some interest and want to say a few things as well. But Art, we really appreciate you being on the show. If you have any, do you have anything else for us, Art? Real quick. No, uh, aside from the, the fact that a couple of people that I approached to be witness, they 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 weren't out to see. They're they're afraid to see the the ratification vote declined and, and changed, so that we have to do anything over. But they do want to see the language change. So so they're actually speaking up on behalf of the 11 o'clock hearing. I yeah. believe there'll be witnesses for that. Um, okay. Whereas, anyways, we're all good. Thanks, Scott. Or okay. Leroy. Yeah, yeah. You're no problem, Art. Uh, it's uh, it's really nice having you on on the show and updating us on this. And good luck with that. Uh, you know, however that goes, keep us uh, in the loop. You know, you and I. I know you and I talk uh, either by message or in person from time to time. But please keep us in the loop as to how this goes and any uh, updates on it, so we can tell the, the listeners. Uh, thank you, Art. We appreciate that. We'll, we'll do. Thanks. Thanks again, Leroy, Jeff, and Tim. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks, Art. I'm going to put you back so you can listen, and I'll get this other caller in. How's that? Okay. Uh, we're going to identify our new caller uh, by just the, the two initials. He actually wrote in a while ago, and he called now. Uh, so DS. Uh, it's going to be pretty uh, uh, telling that you're from the South because you've got quite an accent there, brother. But, uh, yes, uh, you're on the show live now, and uh, thank you for being patient and, and uh, coming on the show. And I know you got a few things to say about one of the news items that were uh, Jeff and I covered there. Go ahead. Uh, welcome, D.S. Uh, Jeff, this is uh, D.S. not going to talk on the feature. I think he's going to talk on one of our issues. Go ahead, sir. Brothers, how are you guys doing tonight? We're good. We're good. Good, good. Some kind of accent uh, you got there, man. <laughs> we love it. I hear that often, and uh, yeah, even yeah. from people in the in my local area, mention it uh, yeah. from time to time. So I don't know where it's the heck good. it came from, but uh, anyhow, it's fine. Uh, I just yeah. I just want to comment on you guys' comments on uh, Dennis Williams. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, do you think you, that he's stupid? Do you think he's naive, or do you just think he's pandering for the headline? I mean. You know, I can tell you from the Facebook pages, plenty of people knew about the language 
uh, in the mm-hmm. Chrysler and the mm-hmm. Ford contract. And right. uh, yeah, I, I think it was as far back as a couple months ago was the first time he uh, he he put some words out on on you know uh, I forget I think I think Chrysler was the one that mentioned it first, but them them moving some production to Mexico. And I just thought, yeah. well, who are you trying to kid? It, you know, like you guys said, it's all in black and white. So, I mean, to me, yeah. it's just uh, he's just he's just moving another chess piece. He knows exactly what he's doing. He he knew what he was yeah. doing when uh, he forced the votes through at the, uh, you know, I mean, I heard what happened at 600, and I'm not uh, very happy what happened down at my particular local, but proving that kind of stuff, you know, especially when most of it is basically hearsay. You don't, you don't see a lot of it firsthand. But uh, I, I just wonder, you know, how, how much of this that the UAW represented people that aren't a part of the big three no- negotiations just think, oh, well, well, our president's, you know, he's out there, you know, fighting for us, speaking up like, you know, that's in some kind of side letter or something. They, I mean, they write the contract right alongside a – you know, the big three's lawyers and representatives, so how how could he have not known what was in that language? And uh, I, I don't take him for naive at all. I think it's just uh, the way he does business. We, we've got four representatives on the international level, unfortunately. And that, that's all I've, that's got, I've got to say, because I, I call him out as knowing what he's doing. Yeah. Well, you're, and, you know, yes, i got to tell you, that's, that's some very supportive... Uh, information you just put out there. I mean, you're right. Uh, you know, we put it out there big time last fall, clear up in, into uh, uh, early December when the uh, Ford Agreement finally got uh, in the in the mix there, uh, ratified. And, and, but we started that back in Chrysler in, in September, you know, when, they were, when the contracts came out. And Jeff and I and other people were on another show, and we – we parsed every word in, in 5,000 pages of three different Detroit three contracts. And I'll tell you, you know, we didn't like what we were reading. We checked it and we put it out on the Internet. And you're right, it's, it's been out there since last fall. But, you know, part of the problem, D.S., is uh, there's, a, there's an organization that's sort of infiltrated our union. And if you wink right or shake your hand right, uh, you tend to move up in that organization and it doesn't matter if you're qualified or not and that's a problem that's a real problem and uh, people need to understand that uh, uh, this needs to stop it just needs to stop these these people have been promoted beyond their capability it's called the Peter Peter principle DS and we thank you for bringing that out tonight uh, you got anything else to add there DS uh, I just I just the only thing I could really think of while, while you were speaking Leroy was that uh you know, uh, the <laughs> the fine print that's not in the uh, the highlights handout, a, a lot of our temps, you know, who a lot of us were calling out the permatemps uh, was the phrase everybody was using. But, uh, right. you know, they're at a local level, they're, trying, they're finally figuring out they're going to be on a, a different pay scale. A lot of us that were in the, on the lower session portion of uh, the, the Tier 2 or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, we just got a raise last month, and, uh, you know, all these temps are questioning, well, why didn't we get raises? Well, your raises are on your anniversary, and uh, our particular local is really, uh, we're really strapped in different ways for manpower, 
but yet we've got tons of temps in there, and everybody wants to know why they're not hiring and why they're they're trying to get these these people to sign uh, basically uh, six day week letters saying you know they'll they'll come in six days a week and basically I guess they're foregoing uh, the regular temp slash flex language at my plant where they're only bound to come in I think I believe uh, Friday and Saturday evenings to cover to cover absences. I, I, I work at a, my plan is under kind of different local circumstances because the products were rolling out. But, uh, right. Yeah, we've right. got, and keep we've that, got something let's there. Keep that private. Yeah. Let's keep that private so you don't come under scrutiny. I'm just saying keep uh, your location private so you don't come under scrutiny. That's all. Cause we agree right, to that right. for you. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, a couple but of things that you just brought out. Uh, I want to I want to educate you first, you know, and then you can c- continue. Uh, the highlights there. Sometimes we found in this past election or election ratification cycle uh, that they were simply wrong. They just simply said something different than what was in the the actual language. Now, so that you know, you can go to uaw.org. Okay, and that'll come up. And then on the right side, it says auto bargaining. It's in the little banner there on the, the, uh, um, the bar, the navigation bar. It's about two inches down from the top. And it's on the far right, it says auto bargaining. And you click on that, and then you can get Ford, UAW, or Ford, GM, or uh, Chrysler, FCA. Uh, depending on which one you want, you can click on that, and you can get the, the what's called the white pages. Uh, typically right, called the white right. pages. There's a tentative agreement. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm this, I'm saying this for other people that might be listening to the show. Uh, and and that's where you go down through this, and uh, uh, you can find the, everything that was changed in the agreement has to be put in these tentative agreements. The, there's a lot of stuff that's not changed that's not going to be in those agreements, but everything that is changed has to be in there, and they submit those about the same time and make them available about the same time that the highlights come out. Uh, so you can go there and check it. Uh, and, you know, that's just one of the things that uh, the membership can, can go do any time that it, uh, it wants to. In fact, we still go there now and, and uh, review some things, even though I, I have them all downloaded, so I really don't have to. It just makes it a little easier for me to just go, you know, look on their website. But we go and check and sometimes check to see if it's changed to make sure that it marries up with what was in the original that we downloaded during the contract time. So we're checking a lot of stuff here, ES. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and the temporary stuff, uh, they did away with the pathway from temporary uh, into new hire. So they can keep these temporaries on indefinitely, uh, brother. Uh, and this, this is a really bad thing. It used to be six months. You get 90 days in any six-month period, and you advanced under paragraph, well, in the GM structure, under paragraph 57, you advanced in as a new hire. Uh, you can't become a new hire unless they bless you, the parties get together at the national level and they bless uh, so many people to be taken out of the, uh, the uh, temporary status, the permatemps that they are now being referred to. So this is not right. a good situation, the yes. So. Anything else? I, I kind of cut you off there. I want you to get that last bit in there that you want. Sorry. No, no, you're you're fine, Leroy. Uh, I pretty much got out everything I wanted to say, and and uh, oh, okay. the, the additional words you threw in there definitely, uh, you know, helped tie up any loose ends. So, yeah, yeah I, I okay. appreciate it, yeah. and 
I'm going to keep on listening. I appreciate you letting me uh, speak. Yeah, well, no problem. Hey, and thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks for, uh, you know, typing that you're listening on the, the, uh, the, the Facebook page there. Tell your friends about the Facebook page. We try to keep that just the union stuff. So we're not, you know, the politics has been, if it comes up, we take it down. I'm, I'm sorry, brothers and sisters. You know, there's too many other places you can do that. We're trying to keep this to union news. Uh, you know, if you're selling books or whatever, you know, we'll give you a post. But that's one, and don't try and do it repeatedly. You know, we'll, we'll be a little conciliatory. But, uh, uh, you know, there's three admins on that page, and we're all on the same page. We talk weekly, uh, if not every couple of days. Uh, and uh, keep that pretty pretty close to the vest so we keep it just union stuff. Uh, so thank you for being on our page, and thank you for calling in tonight, BS. And uh, uh, um, tell your friends, you know, if you if you like this, tell your friends. I think it's engaging, and feel free to call in at any time in the future if you got a question or comment on anything we're talking about. Absolutely, we will do. You guys have a great evening. Thanks again. Okay, you bet. I'll put All you right. back so you can listen. Yep. All right. Sounds great. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Yep. Hey Jeff, what Bye about Jeff. that? That was kind of nice, huh? That was that was great. That was great to hear yeah, from we somebody. Got and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. I think that covered uh, the Ford uh, appeal. Um, the uh, there's a GM appeal at the PRB level. Um, we're going a little long. I think we'll just forego that tonight. Uh, there's nothing that is uh, really uh, 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 pressing on that at this point. Uh, because uh, some of the, the timelines have passed. But we did get a lot uh, into those uh, folks, and there's a number of people that were able to put in some things uh, to the uh, support of that appeal. Uh, so we, we really appreciate the person that's doing that, uh, and uh, the number of others seem to you get by procedure got knocked out. I tell you, my own local union just ignored mine. So, I mean, we have to deal with that in another way. Uh, probably election time, we'll see to it that they all get canned because that's just something that's inexcusable to have this language that's in this agreement, at least in the GM agreement. Uh, and they're in all three agreements, uh, not challenged by somebody that actually understands it all. But kudos out to the brother that's doing this, and we're in support of them. Uh, we'll cover that a little more detail uh, next show, uh, we promise. Uh, we've gone a little bit long tonight. Jeff, do you have anything you want to add? I know we kind of cut you short there with the two guests that, that came in. But, uh, and, and, uh, you got anything you want to talk about, anything at all? No. no we can talk about other things next week. Uh, it is getting late. Um, yeah, that's okay with yeah. you. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's I mean if you really wanted to go forward with it, I mean, because we got time. We can add time if we need to. So, but, no. Uh, I just, no, you know, we... That's kind of our policy, and I, we all agree to that when we talk on the – we have a conference call every every week before we do this and try and talk about, about what we want to talk about and we come to some consensus about it. And that's what how you get what you get from us, from us every week. Uh, so having said that, uh, well, I'll just start to uh, close the show here. Uh, remember that our email address uh, is workingforaliving at workingforaliving.com. Uh, but you can comment or remark to us anytime directly. The uh, best way to do that is, uh, you know, if you're on Facebook, just join our page, Working for a Living, same name as the show, and uh, 
just uh, you know send a comment on on the bottom of the uh, the post for the show, and and uh, we'll we'll get that answered or bring it up on the show. So thank you. You can follow us on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, just uh, go to the main page for Working for a Living under Blog Talk Radio, and there's uh, actually a a link to that, I believe, on the uh, 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 the uh, uh, posting that we make every week. So, uh, again, this is a podcast. So, uh, if you want, you can listen to it later. So, you know, send it to your friends and ask them to listen to it. That's we're always looking for new listeners. Uh, uh, if, again, if you found value in this show or any other shows, please just tell one more person. You'd be surprised how fast this will grow for you all. So. Uh, we want to do a hearty shout-out to all the brothers and sisters, union and non-union, all around the country. We have a number of cities, but because of the, us being over, I'll forego that uh, tonight. And um, after, after all of that, I'll just say good night and stay, stay safe. Good night, Jeff. You're all right. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See you next week. guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.